Welcome to the DGR podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. It was brilliant. So, um, okay, we're on. Larry, you're going to teach us all how to make loads of money online today. Right. Seven online figure, coaching. seven yeah. figure podcast. <laughs> well, that's Welcome. what we were just talking about. <laughs> um, how are you? Good. Good. I'm very good. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me down. It's uh, is this your first in person? No, I did one in New York. Okay. Yeah. Far better dynamic for conversation, so yeah. it actually rolls much better. You've done. Have you done just guest ones in person? Uh. Yes, just as a guest in person. Yeah, yeah. It's you haven't been doing podcasting recently. I let, I no. checked on the way up. Yeah, so we we got to. I got Podfade. So Podfade mm. is like this thing that apparently happens to like ninety eight percent of podcasters, mm-hmm. where you go in and you just you drift off. I wasn't getting stimulated by the conversations I was having. Mm-hmm. It wasn't interested, mm-hmm. and the people that were being requested through, I might put up on my stories or whatever, they weren't people I was interested in having conversations with. Mm-hmm. There's only so many influencers I can ask about influency stuff mm-hmm. and actually show like interest in being in that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, tell me the same story that everyone has heard a million times. Yeah. And it's not interesting. Yeah. And like I heard Rogan talking about it the other day and he's like, I can have anyone on this. And it's like we get a million requests a day, but like I only want to have conversations with people he's mm-hmm. interested in talking to. And mm-hmm. it should be that way. Because mm-hmm. like, people can pick up on that straight away too if they're listening. If you're not interested, 100%. That's what Rogan does so well because he's able to, he can talk to anyone. Mm. He's just set up his podcast like that. And he's a very, he's fucking interested in everything. Yeah, so 100%. But, and, and that's like, he was talking about that. He had a beekeeper on the other day. He just mm-hmm. wanted to know about beekeeping. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. That's not like just going down the route of all what he wants yeah. to talk about MA and all. Yeah. So. And he makes it interesting because every time he asks a question and someone answers, he goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, so I'm also like, maybe I should be fascinated by that answer as well. Could be the amount that he's stoned as well too, but he's yeah, like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You know, you see the, the yeah. stoner brain opening up, but yeah. it is it is fascinating. But like, I wasn't getting those, um, and, and the people I wanted to have on, mm-hmm. the listenership was going down on those conversations. Mm-hmm. And then I was had this conflict of, I'm interested in that. They're not interested in that. Why am I going to be doing this if it's yeah. driving listenership down? Yeah. And should I stick with it then as well too? Because there's that whole element of stick it out and it'll come and it'll work and it'll turn. But I'm also like, ah, it's it's there's a conflict there as well too. But it's a gen pop podcast. Yes. And you don't want to talk to people like the people you kind of want to interview would be talking maybe a bit more higher level than what your audience would be ready to yes. hear. Yes, and which, there's, is, it, which yeah. is an issue, and there is a, a conflict of that as well too. And like again, I that's even how I'm trying to like curate my own content, and mm-hmm. there's a conflict of that as well too because I have to. It's like playing chess. It's like okay, this is the message, but then this is how it's going to be received. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say that people are stupid or that they don't understand, but mm-hmm. it just can be misunderstood so easily. Yeah, because like there's only so many. Like I was thinking about this, like with our con- like if you're talking about fat loss or body composition, calorie deficit. And like, there's only so many ways you can mm-hmm. jazz that up versus, again, with your own, there's so many different intricacies to how the body is going to work. Mm-hmm. With fat loss, eat less, move more, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. But like, you're obviously dealing with humans and how they'll operate and how they uh, think and how they'll respond to different things as well. Mm-hmm. So you have emotions and all these things pulled in with it as well, which does layer it up. Yeah. But it's 
it's a difficult one yeah. where it should be easier because it's more generalized. Yeah. But it actually needs to be more specific. No, not for you because you're going to be at, you're going to be interviewing someone mm. and you know the answer to the question you're going to ask. Are you t- or exactly. at least you think you know the answer yes. or at least it's a leading question all the time because I know what it's going to be yeah. and I'm like well what do you think about this and it's like well it's hard then to get yeah. that because they're kind of like you know this yeah yeah you know yeah yeah whereas Rogan asked the question and like I don't lo- I, I I like Rogan I no I really like him I mm. think he's the best in the business by far but he asked a question it's not a I know the answer to this question yes. He's genuinely curious he's about curious, it. He, he wants yeah. to. He's. It's almost like um, an education for him. Right. Give us a little bit of a background, because I was talking to Kira about this. You and Luke Tullock are like you're like the Irish Luke Tullock, or he's like the. Well, Luke is kind of all over the place yes. now, but the Australian slash Swedish slash. I think Sir Luke is actually South African, or he has some kind of extract. I think he is. I don't want to do him a disservice, but I see you both as like my uncles in some way that not an age thing because neither of you are very much older at all, but more like a wise wisdom been around for a while thing. Yeah, um, I don't, I, which I appreciate massively. Um, you kind of forget how long mm-hmm. or I forget how long I've been in the industry and it's like 17, 18 years. So I went straight into the industry from uh, from school essentially. Wasn't academic in any way, shape or form. Had no interest in being academic in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. Um, I was playing rugby in Dublin. I was playing for Leinster Youth and stuff when I was younger, 16, 17. Played a lot in Dublin, travelled back and forth. So I was like missing a lot of school and I was like, well, school is stupid anyway. What do I need to know this stuff for? And then you kind of learn maybe you should have listened to some of that down mm-hmm. the line or whatever but then got into the usual uh, working in leisure centres worked up along got qualified was lucky actually through rugby that I was injured well lucky to a degree I was injured right so got put into uh, put onto a guy who's a physio who knew a lot about Pocquin and he was like you're into this stuff go learn some Pocquin and like when you're 18 getting introduced to Charles Pocquin you can kind of bypass a lot of bullshit <laughs> Even though it might also be run into a lot of bullshit, you might also <laughs> encounter a lot of bullshit. But your the, the the people then that you get put into mm-hmm. with the network, and then you'll notice from doing seminars and events over the years, it's the same people go to them all the time, mm-hmm. and they're constantly developing themselves. And I was meeting the same people as I was going to these seminars and events, and I was like, "There's something in this." Yeah. And next thing, it was just like every other year you meet them again, you catch back up, and it's like, "Oh." I'm doing better, I'm doing this, I'm doing the other. And it just gives you this network and that kind of grows a little mm-hmm. bit. But like, I came up then through that and learned a bit and then uh, over the years kind of teaching swimming lessons and like step aerobics and all this kind of jazz, which again, I was told to never do again because I clearly had no interest in it, just like school, that you're just going to lift heavy things up and down. Yeah. Uh, got into it from that way and then like ended up working up in Dublin, personal training, went out for myself. Um, yada, 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 here we are, what, 17 years later, kind of exclusively online now for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I thought you were longer. I have been online for longer, mm-hmm. but not exclusively. Not just online. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, uh, the first online client I had was about 11 years ago. Oh, fuck. Which was well before. How how do you how do you do it 11 years ago? Like, how do you... Email, just email. email. Yeah. Here's a program. Email and calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's the same thing, just minus apps. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? It's just easier now. And, and like, because they're like... There was much less complication around it all. It's like, here's your 
food. Here's mm-hmm. your training. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of highly pre-qualified people. Or they, were, they were very much not pre-qualified. These were guys who may be competing, who were like yeah, very yeah, motivated, yeah. very driven. It's like, just give them the ABC and they'll go do it. Yeah. And they'll come back. I don't know all that. What do I do next? What's next? Yeah. And it's not like where now we're dealing with gem pop and it's like yeah. that there's more complex layers to it. You're dealing with all the different levels of emotional and yeah. physical and all these other things as well too. So these were like really, really easy guys. So you could handle a, a good volume of it. They're my clients now. Yes. <laughs> and and that's kind of the ideal, you know, that you want to, to work with. But mm-hmm. I was there also, kind of the evolution we've had with that was, to go off on a little bit of a different tangent, it was like that. I could, like, that wasn't really changing people yeah. to like just put them in shape for a show and like I was there okay I'm not really getting anything out of this because if they don't win it's a failure mm. and I'm like <clears throat> how can I help more people then so that like transferred me into more gen pop mm-hmm. which is like that's the route we've gone down now um, and to like to go back to like the Luke part of it like it's it's, it's the very <laughs> that was a bit of a tangent off that <laughs> but it's like we both talk common sense yeah. and we both know the audience we're talking to mm-hmm. and we both kind of deliver it that way mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like oh I never thought about it that way but it's like, it's very common sense because mm-hmm. it gets very convoluted and very complex and very layered because everyone's trying to make the same message far more detailed and have their own slant and yeah. spiel on it. Yeah. But I'm like, you, you can only dress it up so many ways. Yeah. But if you can make it more digestible and like, uh, who's a Broderick Chavez, he was like, if you can't put it on a post-it note, that topic you're talking about, you don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. So it's the post-it note approach I'm trying to do. Yeah. And it just makes it look more logical. And it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think both of you... Not that you're the same or anything, but you both seem to have, like, there's not this big sexy side to it where it's all flashy and stuff like that. (laughs) You are sexy. (laughs) We'll see the the video recording now uh, if anyone's watching. But um, no, it's the, it's just like you're saying, it's a logical, clear, like, this is, this is the, what I think are the facts here. And people think that you can't make progress doing that online but you can't if you look at both of us we're not selling off our physiques mm. we've both done physique stuff in the past mm-hmm. and we're, but we're not selling off our physiques yeah. and we'll probably have a chat about that about selling off your physique now in a while too well, I'm certainly not selling off my <laughs> physique but. But, but like this is the thing that it's it we're we're not interested in ourselves yeah we're interested in what yeah, the person wants to get from it. Yeah. That I'm not saying here's my abs you can look like this too if you do my program mm-hmm. it's like I'm not a... Were you doing that though? No. Ever? No, no never. Even mm-hmm. when I was competing, mm-hmm. that like the majority of the people I dealt with, even at that point, was still gen pop. Mm-hmm. I, I've probably like prepped maybe 10 people for shows mm-hmm. and maybe tripled that for shoots and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, it's just that they're the people who are going to put their whole lives on social media. So mm-hmm. it can look like you're doing all that. Mm-hmm. But if the other 100 people who aren't, yeah. and it's just a very small demographic, because like, Mary, who's 47 with five kids, is not going to put up a picture of herself in a bikini mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. But this is like the the contrast with online that a lot of those are going to share their stuff, the people who are in the limelight or want more attention or want more of that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to like overshare. And then it looks like, like we've had so many people coming up now, I don't want to compete. Yeah. I just want to look better and feel better. It's like, yeah. well, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just maybe it's, it's perceived and I'm trying to step away from that as much yeah. as physically possible. Yeah. Um, people uh, have to qualify the fact that, I, oh, I just want to train, but they have to feel like they, they say, I don't want to compete. Much like they'll say to you, it's like, I don't want to play professional sports. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, want yeah. to get out of pain. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's what I do. It's yeah, just that. It's, it's like, do you it, only work with athletes? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's, well, people in pain and you, I deal with uh, like people who want to change. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't 
like using the personal trainer, the PT, it's the PS we go with. Like, mm-hmm. So it's problem solver. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have a problem, let's solve it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a way we go about yeah. it. That like, it's it's just in different variations of, well, that person wants to get lean and shredded and that person just wants to feel better and that person wants to lose two pounds or five pounds or 10 pounds, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. That's their problem and we'll mm-hmm. solve it essentially. But yet there's a paradox because you're a big Liver King fan. Yes. <laughs> I was sunning my balls this morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a two-minute window in between. And the uh, how many of the tenants do you follow? Uh, I've I've added my own twelve on top. So it's like, <laughs> I've, yeah. But like those those tenants, right? They're not bad. Let's I don't know. What, I actually don't know what they are because well, I haven't followed him at all. Yeah. Until this, well, I was following him, but I don't think he's charismatic at all. That's the thing. He didn't never caught my where I was like, this guy. I'll, I'll show you some clips after this where. If you look up Brian Johnson on YouTube, mm. he's got clips that have like 60 and 70 views on them mm. of him doing like conjugate training in his garage. And yeah. he's like, he used to have this stutter and like he was really like, uh, you know, welcome back to, to my garage and like we're going to lift heavy things today and let's go. And it oh, really yeah. like, he, this was pre-character mm. and still looked jacked and huge. But like, it, I've watched the evolution of them because yeah. I'm I'm really interested in how people gain so much traction because obviously it's it's within our best interest because oh, we're online fuck, as there's a lot you can learn from it. So if we can learn from that and say, well, okay, this is what people, mm-hmm. but then also tone it down to the yeah. point where I'm not chucking spears and jabbing gears <laughs> or two. It's like, do you know, there's this element of it as well. And obviously, it's there's a lesson from everything, mm-hmm. like, even if it's a let's say you're going to education it's good or a bad course there's lessons from that and what mm-hmm. you can learn if not to do mm-hmm. so then we can take a lot from yeah. him like good tenants or not but like even back to the tenants looking after yourself like getting cold exposure getting some training getting some exercise looking at your nutrition like, mm-hmm. they're all actually very good valuable things mm-hmm. but it's just that he's not living congruent he's just lying well it's he was doing that it's coupling up with gear as well yeah, too to say like yeah, okay yeah. take my supplements and you look like this Yeah. and then it's the whole now it's I don't know how much you've watched on the backlash of it all a little bit but he's like I fucked up, I took steroids, but men are out there killing themselves and yeah, it's suicidal. Yeah. Like, the problem is that now men are going to be more depressed because they took his supplements, they're broke and yeah. don't look like him yeah. and, you know, they've been betrayed and lied to. So yeah. now it's actually impacting people's mental health more yeah. as opposed to saying, just listen, do these tenants, you're going to feel better. Yeah. You know, so he just overdid it. Yeah. And, and this is going back to selling off your physique or selling off any of that. Like, there's is it truthful to what you're actually doing? Mm-hmm. And like, I guess that's why myself and yourself and everyone else that does it in what we would, I guess, presume to be a better way. Mm-hmm. You're just not lying to people. He called his shot though. Did you see that? He With wanted the emails. to have a million followers by, by March. Whatever date. Yeah. That is so fucking impressive. Yeah. And he came up with a whole character off well, the back. See, he had enough money to throw at it as well. So yeah. he was a multi-millionaire before yeah. that. And so he was able to say, well, if I can do the math and project it and just push it harder and like do so much more paid marketing yeah. that you know I will get there yeah. but like even so at what cost as well so like did it cost him 20 million to get a million followers no did it cost because like let's say I, I received some of his supplements mm-hmm. so I put up a, a skit on my uh, stories one day uh, I had a delivery of food and I went out and I said I've just uh, simulated a hunt and now I've come back in and I tagged him on it mm-hmm. and he was like where's the liver primal I got this message back straight away from the liver king it's like where's the liver primal I was like it's in the box you know whatever it's on my shoulder he was like I'm going to send you out some supplements so he, they sent me out four supplements a bag of the protein and the the testicles in capsules and stuff like this, and I'm like, 
cool. I got a bill for, I think it was 120 quid for customs when I came across from the yeah. States or so too. But like, how much... Which wasn't send? intended on their part. They no, wanted no, no, to of send course. you yeah, free. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, how much did they send out of the... Yeah. Like, I know like the, the tub of gear, or the gear, <laughs> tub of supplements probably cost two euros or mm-hmm. whatever because it's mass produced but mm-hmm. like how many of those that's just me randomly because he yeah. he's getting tagged in like how many like if you've got 1.5 or 7 million followers how many stories do you get tagged in a day yeah. particularly when you have that much traction yeah and particularly when it's that out there yeah. where it's like if anyone is taking his supplement they're going to tag him just because it's him yeah like. Yeah, but mm. even if you go back to the very first video and show this again, he has got his old ancestral supplements line. And he's like, yeah, this is because I take this and I've mm-hmm. got that strength and vitality now. And mm-hmm. he wasn't like the the liver king. He was Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's really interesting to watch the evolution yeah. of that. But like it turned into a monster, which turned into a lie, which turned into I've gone too far and I can't turn back, mm-hmm. which is often the case with social media and stuff like that as well too, yeah. because um, you've... You have young guys now looking at that and saying, well, like, actually, I can earn so much more money by doing this. Yeah. And it's like not by selling supplements or like looking at the sun gazing or whatever or getting yeah. my cold feet in the ground. It's taking gear. Yeah. And yeah. that's problematic. Yeah. Because like it costs very little for a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you can change a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and you can like really become wealthy. Mm-hmm. I was exposed to that. Did you know I worked for Glambia? No. Performance Nutrition. Wow. So. Mm, 10 years ago now I don't know my timelines are always off mm. but I was a sales rep and they owned Optimum Nutrition mm. BSN and a couple of other brands and I was a sales rep for them so I had a Jeep going around Optimum Nutrition Jeep full of like tubs of protein mm. creatine every supplement in the back protein bars and I was just like driving around eating that shit all day but, yeah I was pushing <laughs> it but I, I it was a really like it was a really good job for where I was at in my life but I hated it because well, mostly hated because my boss was a fucking idiot and he was on gear, I think. I'm, I'm certain he was on gear. And I'd be going around to the supplement stores, protein shops, and like, bear in mind, they were selling Optimum Nutrition like that five pound tub, I think it was. 60 quid, I believe. 60 quid. And guess what they were buying it for? Oh, 59 yeah. quid. So they were, you know, the, the shops were getting, they were selling it yes. as a loss leader yes, half yes, of yes. the time. So I'd be, in, I'd be in the supplement shop and I'd be uh, talking to the owner. And I could be in there for an hour and I know like what he's buying our stuff for. And then I'd see three people come into the shop and all they bought was a tub of Optimum Nutrition and a tub of creatine, which mm. the margin was decent on, but like they're making a five, five euro or mm. whatever off it. So I was like, how are these people making money? And guess what they were doing? Of course, under the counter supplements as well as OTC. That's all they were selling. Yes. That's all they were making money on. And everything else was just the front, like or getting people in. Mm. And then eventually they'd say, oh... What else do I need to well, take? Well, was that not there was that expose they done on that through yeah. RTE and stuff as well? Yeah. And like, like it, the industry for what is health and fitness mm-hmm. is not very healthy. Mm-hmm. Might be fit, but it's not very healthy. Mm-hmm. When um, and, But this is the thing is like, people don't realise that. Yeah. Like the majority, because we're open, like we, we've seen it, we've been around enough to understand that and say, well, of course the liver king is all here. <laughs> I, I had a guy who was... I tagged him in a story or something again year, uh, months back it was and I had a guy reach out to me who was a high level athlete in the country very high level athlete multi um, all star winning performer mm-hmm. and he was like do you reckon he's on gear? Mm-hmm. I was like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like how do you not yeah. think? Yeah but look at the, the way he's living and stuff mm-hmm. yeah but 
come on. Mm. You have to be able to see through this. But like this is, again, we have to peel it back because we're very privileged to understand a lot of this and have our eyes open, I guess. But a lot of people don't yeah. or they'll just assume and they'll take it at face value. Yeah. And that's the problem with it. And like how many of those people, and you still see people backing him up now saying, you're doing a great job, man. Keep it up. I'm going to keep following. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, look, fair enough. If they, I, I have no issue with him taking it. It was just uh yeah, but it's, it's a it's, fucking it's, idiot at the same time, though. It's, like. it's cool, but like you've you've had this uh, conversation with uh, Dwayne Chambers, yeah, about the performance of Nancy Drugs, yeah, and like very open. He's like, yeah, I got caught, and that was the problem, and this is why I was doing it, and mm-hmm. like you can see for the likes of them why they would cheat, yeah, because like it's an Olympic medal and it's all this, and there's so much pressure and there's all yeah. this, but like he's not really negatively impacting anyone mm-hmm. bar himself mm-hmm. it's his own personal brand that's been impacted from that mm-hmm. versus the other guy and every other like drug using influencer that's out there they're deceiving because they're making a sale off it yeah. like Twain Chambers wasn't selling his yeah. programs or selling his supplements or selling his anything based off that yeah. he was like I just need to win this gold medal because yeah. that's how much it means yeah yeah. but then the sport we're, we're viewing that as you're deceiving the sport yeah, of you course. know and, you're, and the, the people you're competing against but then again how many of them were fucking... But how, how many people are like blind to the fact that the Olympics is riddled with it as oh, well too? Oh, riddled. Yeah. I've, I've worked with some athletes where I was like... Down to every you're sport. You're fucking definitely on gear. Yes. Down to every sport. Yeah. And you know, you, you can listen to loads of podcasts with Broderick Chavez and really interesting guy to listen to, but he's the guy who helps them all cheat. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you about all the ways they're stunned, but like that's very eye-opening for people mm-hmm. to understand that. Mm-hmm. But then you look at, okay, they're just doing that to win the medal and that's fine because there's no physical harm being done to anyone, maybe yeah. by themselves. If you're doing MMA or something and you're punching the head off the guy and you're mad strong compared to the other guys because you're on yeah. gear, that's different. Yeah. But like, again, it's the level of deceit and lies then that come with the other side of it of, mm-hmm. well, there's guys and their, their mental health are declining so I have to do this to improve mm-hmm. their mental health. It's like, yeah. it's not. Um, so tell me how to make more money online. Get juicy. <laughs> well, that's get, not... Get your top off. I don't think it would help me because I think it, I think people it, look it at... It genuinely would, right? And this is the thing. Mm. And, and like, we, we could... Uh, again, just to, to circle back to this, we'll, we'll talk about actual business with it, but, like, we could sell so much more yeah. by getting, like, ridiculously in shape. Literally make your business plan, much like the other fella. Like, I need to be at X body weight, X condition, because it's going to get more clicks and views. Yeah. Like, if you took your top off now, with no offence, and you started doing a hamstring uh, foam roller <laughs> yeah, you're right. bridge, it's like... Probably not going to be that, yeah. you know. But now you can really sex it up and like get the angles, a little bit of spray mist on mm-hmm. you. Now you're doing it mm-hmm. and you look jacked and swole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's probably going to sell. There more. was one guy actually who did, just just someone who tagged me in a mm. reel and he was doing a foam roller bridge. And like, he was doing it well and all that, but he, had, he was fucking ripped and he yeah. was oiled up and all this. And his reel had like more views than any of my yeah. reels ever had. It had like, you know, it was one of the viral ones. It had like hundreds of comments yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were saying, that looks like a great exercise, blah, blah, blah. But think about it, like, and, and I'm not saying you've done an angle on it, but if you're doing like a, one of those, like getting the lats to pop, mm. but there's so much body fat on someone. That, yeah, yeah. Did something move or was it just a bit of fat wobbling? It was mm-hmm. like, well, now you can't see it. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're like that, the, the lat goes, boom. Yeah. Now it's in, whoa. Yeah. And, and look, we could sell off that. Yeah. And even me to gem pop, like I could go, like, and I'm, again, I'm from a bodybuilding background, so I'm not going to criticize anyone that's on gear or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's when you're selling and the morals that are attached to it and you've been true to what you're kind of preaching as well, that's where you have to have those in line that I could 100% be walking around with my top off and have Ava in my arms and like yeah. that jacked dad bod program now releasing. Yeah. Follow my eight ancestral tenants or dad bod tenants <laughs> and you'll get in this shape as well too mm-hmm. but like I, I think in terms of actually selling with longevity online and, and creating a business that you want to have some life with yeah. 
because now let's say there was all this cancel culture and again going back to that you could be cancelled in a second yeah. but if you're actually being true to what you're doing chances are you're not going to be cancelled because mm-hmm. you're not doing anything shady or you're, you're, mm-hmm. you actually have life with your business but people buy from people and if you regardless of the information you have that if you can put out a reasonably good word but also be just trustworthy mm-hmm. and reliable and just there like you're going to get people and word of mouth is like huge yeah. And like for us, word of mouth is everything. Like we don't do a lot of paid advertisements, we never really have. So word of mouth is everything for us because mm-hmm. it all comes in for referrals. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a good job, but just that one person or I responded faster to that DM or, you know, there's a lot of like uh, what seem like meaningless things to people. Yeah. But if I send a voice note back to someone yeah. and actually make a personal contact, they're like, I never even thought you'd respond to That's this That's a DM. really big thing. But you know what the issue with that is? They'll send a voice note back. No. And then I won't listen to they it. They won't send one, they'll send 12. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I do send sometimes when I get, I actually, most of my DMs mm. now I don't answer. I can't, I just fucking yeah, sick of it's it. Yeah, it's tricky. Now I, it, sometimes I send a voice note back and then if they send one back, I won't listen to it. Yeah. Because I don't well, have you, You've got the message through, right? And then it's like, I will always say, well, okay, if we need to take this further, please do email me. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I've opened up the chain of contact yeah. and I say like, I never thought you'd even reply. Which is weird in the first place. Why would you send a message asking a question if you think it's not going to be responded to? Yeah. Which is just presume it won't be like, oh, yeah. they'll just get a generic whatever. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and like, y- you can do this now where you've got on Instagram particularly and it's an automated responder. Yeah. DM. Maybe it might be worthwhile to look into for you. But I think it's, it's a bad idea. It's a bad all. idea because it's not authentic. And yeah. people, much like I was talking about the conversation on the podcast, like yeah. people can see through that. Yeah. And it's not authentic. And now it's like, oh, well, I'm buying off a robot. So what's yeah. the difference in the program? That's going to be... I would rather so. not reply to people than set up that. And yeah. I've chosen to do yeah. that. Because yeah. at least they might think, oh, he just didn't see it versus yeah. he actually just doesn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it would harm conversion yeah, yeah. to that. Like, obviously, if you're at a certain point where you've just got so many leads coming in yeah. that you can do that and if you drop off 80% of them, the 20% are still going to make yeah, millions. Yeah, you're still going to get some. Yeah. Great. It's but just a link with lower body basics. Basically. <laughs> but it's like, how can I just be... Because per- like, the thing is, like, and from my side, it's personal training. Yeah. And if I'm being completely impersonal and I'm like not having any contact with that person, yeah. why would they trust or buy off me? Or how mm-hmm. is that going to make me stand out to be different? Because mm-hmm. now it's like... like I have, I have people coming to me and they've paid people for training and coaching and the coach won't reply to their emails. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, have you, what are you paying them for? Mm-hmm. Do you know? And it's like, I'm probably serving them more through a DM than their own They're coaches. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll come to me with their questions based off that. And I'm yeah. like, I have this moral obligation, like kind of a professional obligation to give them a, a better outcome, but then a moral obligation. It's like, well, you got shafted and you got, you're paid money and I don't want mm-hmm. people to get that. Mm-hmm. But now it has the back end impact of like people who are buying from us They've probably had, and I'll go back down through their DMs and stuff with me, and I've had a trade of like this trail of conversations that I've had or DMs or things I've helped them with. And I might go back for like three years, four years, but they'll remember me as the man that to go to. Yeah, when they're ready like. And like if if this is what I'm doing when you're not paying me or when I'm not paying you, Mm -hmm. what do you do when you pay me? So Mm -hmm. it's making your free shit better than their paid shit is Mm -hmm. the thing. And like that's I think a huge thing that people overlook because now it's like how much can I just put out with a real not respond to anyone mm-hmm. and just watch the millions mm-hmm. roll in. Like, you still have to do work in the back end. We're, we're that problem. We're having that issue now, which it, it is getting in the way of my enjoyment of it because, like, we've done products and stuff that are built to scale. Mm. Well, they weren't really built. The first one wasn't. It was just, like, I wrote it in 20 minutes during lockdown. So it wasn't built to scale, yeah. but then 
it kind of, well it was it was but not to the it worked the, it, yeah it worked like yeah. yeah so now I'm having an issue because you used the word longevity there and I'm like like a lot of the stuff we're doing at the moment is not so enjoyable like mm. it's just creating content yes which uh, it removed because now you're no longer what you set out to be initially yeah you just become an influencer to yeah. a degree yeah yeah it, and it's, it's a content I'm a content creator as mm-hmm. opposed to a the people help for a problem solver mm-hmm. but like you know that in the grand scheme of things by create more content like that that ultimately you're going to get more people out of pain but that still yeah. serves you back to the point where you initially started from yeah but it's just not as direct yeah you're right yeah there is a direct there yeah like if anyone ever questions you know or oh, we're you're selling programs or anything like that like I can easily just go back and say well you're helping five people a week mm. I'm helping whatever yeah you know. There's this trickle down effect where, mm. like, how many people have actually used lower mm. body basics? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you, were to look at, if you were to look at the metrics of how many people bought it versus how many people have used it, mm-hmm. it's a holy shit number. Mm-hmm. Because now you're having such a great effect, mm-hmm. and even if it's been somewhat bastardized down the line, mm-hmm. it's better than what they were doing previously. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And We've now, had whole team, professional teams, use it in camp yeah. for big sporting occasions. Yeah. Um, which is wild as well when you kind of step back it's fucking and like, wild and it also I wish I could tell people about it because I yeah. wish that that person would would take a video and show all of these please multi-million tag yeah, please but, tag me but no we've had, I've had that conversation and they're like no we can't share what we're doing in camp like, fuck you you're using a 50 euro program with but it, and it was the beer mat program yeah. and it's like now look at the impact it has yeah, so. but like it, and this is the problem again with the industry that it's like well people are too proud to say that well I actually got this for 50 quid off mm-hmm. some fellow in Waterford <laughs> that like some boy down the day and it's like now here I am using this but I'm going to tell them it's mine yeah. I, I, I made this movement mm-hmm. but it's like at the same point when you look at like how many how many of those movements would be uniquely yours mm, three or four yeah. yeah and everything else is trickled down from someone so it's passing mm-hmm. on oh yeah the, 100%, the 100%. Well I don't have an issue with that anymore that like it, it frustrated me for a while yeah. but now now I just fucking it's like, not even worth my energy yeah, thinking like about we, we've had people ripping off the affiliate and like mm-hmm. doing like people with the ability to, to really scale it scale, as well too yeah. and I, I like got really like offended by it in the start but yeah. I'm like it's better than they were doing before yeah. and it's, it's better than it's going across and like people are probably going to get better outcome yeah. that's ultimately what I want mm-hmm. and if I still show face instead of going on and slagging someone and like yeah. bringing my own level down and like being unprofessional yeah like we could both go on rants about it yeah. but it's like how does that serve people yeah. who are actually I have in the past and you know what guess who ends up unhappy fucking me yeah. just wrecking my own head about yeah. it and I, ha- I have that I've had that recently where I was like I, I fell back into that where I was looking at a few people who are selling basically mm. whole courses based on what they learned from me and it's it is fucking frustrating but it just wrecks my head because they're yes. not thinking about it <laughs> they clearly don't care No, they have no conscience about it but it comes back it. that like again because you're going to continually do the moral right thing and not just go the route of being unprofessional or attacking or whatever mm-hmm. it's still going to serve you long term mm-hmm. of just still coming out better from it yeah. and you know that if I have more eyes on my stuff and they'll say well I've seen that before and they'll maybe see a reel that you do in a second that looks familiar mm-hmm. and then they'll actually get curious no, and see where it comes from the other way around They're right like, you're stealing that from someone else and I'm like, no, David, how dare you? Here's, the, here's, the, here's the proof that they purchased my program three years ago. Yeah. And uh, now it's suddenly become the movement that they taught me for somehow. So well, anyway. that happened years back. Was it John Meadows had a program? Yeah, rest in peace, John. But he, um, 
uh, was it Jacko de Bruyne I think was a guy he was a South African physique competitor and he was putting out again this is going back to the jacked and huge and mm-hmm. monstrous guy I'm building these programs and this is my system he'd literally copy and pasted everything mm-hmm. John was like just knocked on the door and he was like well let's sort this out you know properly yeah Legally, yeah, it got taken down, and yeah. don't come say the back, but he like he went the proper route about it because he said, "I'm not going to just like slam you. Yeah. We're going to sort this out properly." Yeah, and there is ways of doing that, but still, it's like, yeah, it's a, just you need a lot of money, or you need to be like very see that that would sap my energy because mm. that's going to go on for two years. Yeah, if you take a trench, yeah, take course, it that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. or you could just send someone a cease and desist letter, and they might do it, yeah. or not, or they just change. Two cues are two, you know, it's yeah. the same thing, like so. Yeah, and, and again, they'll just remove the two or three that they know is uniquely mm-hmm. yours, and they're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's mine now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, look, um, so, but you've gone more business model wise, then you've gone more like, okay, I'm going to serve less people, charge them more, and actually give them a better service rather but than we, we, volume. We've, we've kind of two models. So, we do have the volume of the affiliate where it is more kind of group style umbrella coaching with that but then I've got like a different one-to-one model as well which mm-hmm. is going to be more bespoke it's, it's 10x the price mm-hmm. and when we like pull down the price with the affiliate I've actually increased it since I started but Do you have it, both of them right now? Yes Yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, we can manage both because yeah. um, while it looks very busy and hectic we've managed it in a way that we can I've pulled a lot more time back into my side Mm-hmm because like for me, it's important that I'm actually living in line with what I'm talking about in terms of stress management, in terms of yeah. like I've done the getting up at half three in the morning, working till 11 and I for months and years on end. And yeah. it's, it, it just led me to complete another burnout. And, and you fucking hate and it. hatred. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Plus, I'm there looking at people saying, I'm now up for 16 hours. I'm falling apart. I'm yeah. like on my 15th coffee of the day. Would I pay for this service? Yeah. That I'm getting. I was like, no. Yeah. Not at all. So now we're like, we scale it back where... I'm almost embarrassed to say how little I work. <laughs> mm-hmm. That it, it got to the point of just being ruthlessly efficient with my time. Mm-hmm. We'll only take in people that we want with the one-to-one. But then with the affiliate, it's given them a really good quality service for a very low price model. Mm-hmm. But it's on the subscription basis as well too that they're getting updated programs that they're getting monthly recurring or we're getting monthly recurring revenue from mm-hmm. it. But people are getting a great service. And it's better than the service they would have been getting paying 20x the price for personal training before because it's based off the experience of that 17 years of the the culmination of mistakes and errors and learnings and growth and whatever that we can peel it back to a no-nonsense point of view where people can actually get results for quite cheap which is pretty much a euro a day Mm -hmm. which like kind of like we people keep saying like you need to charge more for this and Mm -hmm. I'm like well that now takes me away from serving more people mm-hmm. so I can scale it and grow it that mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah, it's not the model, like. No. Yeah. Now, people have tried to do it as well to that and doing a very similar model of a euro a day, but they're only getting like 10 to 15 people on it. That's yeah. not sustainable. No, that's... that's if you've got hundreds on it, then it's a different story. That's my biggest thing. I have like, I semi... No, not regularly. Not even semi-regularly. Occasionally do like business calls with people mm. and I enjoy it like I do enjoy it and there's obvious things but what they're trying to do is replicate what I did it in the yes. beginning which was like just release a program for 50 quid it's a one-off mm. purchase and they're putting so much effort yes. into their social media to try and sell two programs a week yes like mm, it's not that they're too late to do what yeah, I did yeah, or yeah. they couldn't copy it or they couldn't do it as well mm. of course they could but they'd be better their, their, their books for their one-to-one aren't even yes. full or even close to being no. full so they would be better off getting 10 high paying clients and then building out the other thing after This, that. this is how we, the affiliate came to be. So Kate 
is the brains and I'm the brawn, if you want to put it that way, of the whole Operation Beauty and the Beast. Here's right? the brains and the brawn. Yes. So. <laughs> so, and, and we're just silly faces on the front of it all. But so Kate was, she was seeing that I was like, because trainers are good at training. <laughs> that is it. And I just explained before we jump out, we can count to five and that's it. Like, and, you know, if we go to 10, it's counting to five twice because we run out of fingers after that. But I was taken in and like, it would have been very cash heavy at the time. And Kate was like, do you even know who's paying you? Mm-hmm. Like, no, but I'm, I'm doing 16 hours a day. Sure, I'm busy. I'm getting enough. And sure, even if I miss a couple of hundred euros here or there, a thousand euros, we're making enough. It's grand. Mm-hmm. Here's a heap of notes. Like, and Kate was like, oh, we need to sort this out. So I was busy enough that I had a waiting list at the time. So Kate was kind of, she was um, head of operations with a, a large um, commercial lending company. They were dealing with hundreds of millions. And she was coming back in just to tidy up my couple of hundred quid a week or whatever that was missing maybe in the books. So she started getting eyes on. She's like, we need to tighten this up and look at it. So then I had a waiting list. I was doing about 60 sessions a week with PT. I had about... 70 clients online as well for one-to-one which was hectic I was mm. working like half three in the morning till 11 at night again it was mm-hmm. it was just mental and I didn't get to see Kate at all and it was like everything was deteriorating she, she was like maybe for the sake of our relationship let me just look at this a bit more so then we had this waiting list and I had this problem and you probably have encountered this where you just can't say no to people mm-hmm. because they're coming in and they're saying I need help everything's a mess you're the man that's going to fix it for me yep. and like you get this responsibility like they trust me and I need to help them now yep. because I'm the guy. So we had this waiting list. And of, it's just another hour of your time, yeah. which when you agree to it doesn't sound too bad. But then when you put it into another 10 yeah. hours in a row or 12 hours in a row, yeah. actually, so it's this a was thing, And this was where I was getting burnt out. So I was doing like 60, 70 hours in the gym. So I said, like, I'm only going to work morning time. So I was working half four in the morning until half five in the morning until um, two o'clock. And I was like, I freed up all these evening hours. But then I was like, I've got all this extra spare time. I'm going to take on even more clients. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I pull back time to save myself, but then I end up taking even, even mm-hmm. more. So 50, 60 sessions a week in the gym, 60, 75 clients online on top of that, wrecked. But I was still taking in more and more. I had a 30 to 40 people on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. So Kate was like, why don't we charge them to be on the waiting list? In a good, like give them programs, give them something to do while they're waiting. Because yeah. like, because I was there, you know, People are going to leave, you know, usually you have a bit of churn and burn with that list of clients that you have. But the problem was people weren't leaving. They were getting the results, but they just didn't want to do it. Finding the service was good, so they didn't want to leave. So I was there with Kate. I was like, Grant, just sort that out. I'm going to be the PT here in the front. You just deal with that little thing. So she sent out an email to people saying, okay, this is what we want to do. Uh, We're going to charge you for it. We're going to 30 quid a month or whatever it was. And she was like, yeah, there's, there's three people after signing up for that. It's great. It's like that's I made that in ten minutes this morning. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. Like just mm-hmm. cool. Just make sure I'm not losing money. Then it was like, oh, there was 10, 15, 20, 30, 40. You know, and now it was like we've a hundred people on this. Mm-hmm. Now it's like growing. And I was like, shit, this is something. So yeah. then we like started to look at it. And again, it was kind of like your lower body. We just put it together yeah. really quick. And then it started to just And then you iterate on it as you go yes, as you go on. Because you need to it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So you need to just perfect it as it moves mm-hmm. because um it's like it's, it's starting now is like it's the thing to do with it as opposed yeah. to wait until it's the right time with it or perfect yeah. so that started to develop we still have people on it that were on that original waiting list now that are on the f- five years later with the mm-hmm. affiliate that's unreal we have about uh, two clients messaging they sent me a screenshot of both of them uh, messaging each other today and the other day and they were like we must be the original 
that we must be the starters. And I went down through the list and I was like, you aren't even top 20. <laughs> and I was just joking with them, you know. I was like, you aren't even like in the first 20. And they're like, holy shit, that's, but speaks volumes. Yeah, that yeah. It's, These people have, like there's how many programs out there, how many yeah. new var- variations of it and they're still with us. Yeah. So that to me is a great thing. Yeah. So this is where it developed from there. And like then obviously Kate came in full time with us after being part time and then go full time. And it, it's grown from there. But it's again just serving people with what they need and like actually listening to people. Mm-hmm. Because I could go off on my tangent. I'm this, this is perfect. This is how you train. This is all that. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if you want to go dance in your garden in a hula for your cardio, do that. But mm-hmm. then probably do these other bits. It's going to help as well. Mm-hmm. So now people are getting a greater experience from it. There's less pressure or stress about this all or nothing mentality yeah. with it. But now the business grows. Yeah. And we don't really look at the metrics. Like we will look at the metrics, but it's not that much. Because if we keep doing what we're doing, we know it's going to grow yeah. because it's grown. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, and we're not just going to take our eye off the ball with it all, yeah. but it's still going to do its thing. Yeah, and it's again the scoreboard's going to look after itself that we can just have that, making mm-hmm. sure we're giving a great service, making sure we don't get too relaxed on it, mm-hmm. and it just does its thing. Mm-hmm. And like this is again where you have that. So now I can take some time back because that's set up in a certain way. Five years later, mm-hmm. that it's more automatic. Yeah. And people know the system and we know the system and that there's less pressure. But in the start, it's a nightmare yeah. because you have to get it to a point that it's, it becomes a bit of a monster that it, yeah. you're spending all the hours racking your brain on how to perfect it. And this is where people are skipping that as well because yeah. the CEO, the lads have all this monthly recurring revenue and clients and stuff. And it's like, well, you missed the whole bit at the start mm. of it being an overnight success kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, like, what you're describing there is the time thing is is an issue. that I, So we've we've... We basically hit the same, I'd say we grew by about three years in a row, we hit very close to the same revenue numbers, Mm. right? But we probably grew about 10 or 15% each year. But the the year before that, we grew like eight hundred percent, right? Yeah, have so, your breakthrough all the time. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that so that that's what happened, and then it was relatively flat with a little bit of growth. But if you look at my if you looked at my calendar, you would see that actually. I have done this year 80% less one-on-one stuff, yes. right? So that's like, and that was my goal to start of this year. Can we hit the same revenue or a little bit more, but actually I do way less one-on-one yes. and we've done that and that's been a huge success. But it's it's time then where I know, okay, I've got that time back now and now what I know I if it? I put, <laughs> no, I know what I fucking should do, not should do with it. I know what I, my brain wants me to do it put it back into the mm. business and grow more yes so that is like the hedonic treadmill that never ends yes. where now i feel like i like i'm not i'm taking that time back and now i know we can double our revenue yes. next year if i put all that time into something yeah, yeah. else but guess what but guess. we're all susceptible to that and this is like you know it's like we'll all look and say like jesus larry's after putting out a new program should i put out a new program mm. or should we keep up with that because maybe they'll overtake us and mm-hmm. now you know, you can you can get distracted oh, you by the share of objects. 100%. It's, it, it's easily done. And yeah. like that, that was 100% my goal this year as well because the previous year uh, we got married. So we, we took a lot of time around the wedding to kind of enjoy that. Yeah. And like, we don't want to be there like... So like when I was competing before and I don't compare competing to a wedding, but like the morning of the show, like an hour before I was on stage, I was responding to client emails. Yeah. So it takes away from that experience massively. And I was getting more out of that than... The, the competition side of things. Mm-hmm. But now, like, we were able to take time off the previous year for the wedding, but then this year also for when Ava arrived and, like, Kate's preparation with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And now 
our revenue is pretty much the same this year. Yeah. But again, I've managed to get so much time back. Which and is that's a huge, priceless. Yeah, that's a huge result. Like, I, I yeah. would take that over any amount of extra 100Ks in the bank. Mm-hmm. Because like my, my goal is to be time rich. Mm-hmm. And it's to be able to, like, previous years, when would have both of us been able to come down to a studio to record a podcast in mm-hmm. person we'll say well like I'm actually too busy with Zoom we'll just do it on Zoom and we'll get a half an hour in and mm-hmm. we'll do whatever and it's it's not the same yeah. but now you have this time back where you can do that and you can invest it into you know taking in relationships or you know improving yourself outside or doing whatever mm-hmm. because again like we're talking about doing all these health and fitness things yeah, which yeah. it both is yeah. and the most unhealthy and unfit people are fitness industry people mm-hmm. because they just burn themselves out mm-hmm. the whole time and the uh, the potential to earn more is there if you yes. put more time in. Yes. Whereas other jobs, a lot of other jobs, if you talk to your friends who are just on a salary, mm. a base salary, yeah, there might be a little bonus there. But like, if they went in, and and this has been obvious for with Twitter, for example, half of them people were getting their salary, and when they got fired, mm. it, nothing was nothing changed, not yet at least. So like they they know that a lot of a lot of people know that like I'm just. I just need to clock in my hours and how hard I work mm. won't in, impact on my revenue. Yeah. Which is a weird thing. And I know yeah. every single if I'm sitting at if, if I'm sitting on the couch at night and I spend an extra hour on Instagram, that will I'll be able to measure that directly with yes. revenue. Yes. 100%. 100%. I can yeah. measure it directly and that's what that's that's a funny thing as well when people talk about comments and likes and shares and stuff like that like they're measuring their success on, with that mm. I can see directly program sales yes very show, show me the sales based off yeah, that exactly and like, but it, that is a drug 100% because like um, Kate set up a new we've set up a second business on the side now at the minute and it's the same process of it right but there was this uh, on Shopify I wasn't aware of it and it's the coolest thing in the world when you make a sale instead of like a, a ping it's mm. going ching it's I this. fucking heard this fella, a fella on a podcast advertising this. He said, everyone, everyone is sick of getting notifications except for this notification. Cha-ching. <laughs> and he said, you should sign up for Spotify, whatever. It was Shopify. And I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Then, but I was there. that's problematic because I just want to hear that noise more. And that's not like just to be greedy, but it's just a nice noise. Oh, it's a beautiful noise. Because like, like, we want to help more people. Mm-hmm. I want more money in the bank as mm-hmm. well. And like, there's, there's, and this is like people saying to me, is like, oh, I want to improve my health and yada, yada. It's like, you want to look better naked, yes or no? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I want to look better naked. 100%, yeah. We're doing a business and you're pushing out, you're, you're reaching more people. Yes, you are answering more DMs. Yes, you are helping more people and you're genuinely authentic about that. Mm-hmm. But you're still doing it for the ultimate purpose of making more money. Yeah. But also being able to say, well, I now have enough money now that I can leverage off or whatever. And I'm not saying we've made it or we're retired by any means, but it's like mm-hmm. that we can take a few hours off mm-hmm. or that you can pull it back and get more time back. And like for me, that's like a huge part of it. But it's to make sure that revenue is to looked after as well too. Yeah. Yeah. I look the businesses. I love making money. I said it's cured the other day. And it was the first time I ever said it. I was like, when we make, I love making sales. Yeah. It makes you feel so good. But it's that, that person has trusted you enough. Yeah. And it's this warm, fuzzy feeling of, I'm doing a good job, but now I need to follow through on that. Yeah. And then when they come back to you and you get that DM and it might just look, look like you're trying to make a sale by some fella saying, I've been in pain for 10 years mm-hmm. and now I've just ran a marathon. Mm-hmm. Thanks to LBB. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great, I'll put that up and we'll put a tag underneath and we'll make some sense. But this makes me feel incredibly warm mm-hmm. and fuzzy mm-hmm. because the little thing I wrote, which was a, a bit of a brain fart at the time or whatever it was with how much thought process was there, and now it's like that thing that's making you really fulfilled. Yeah. And that's like what it should add as well too. Yeah, yeah. So if you can get that fulfillment and 
financial security from it. Yeah. That's the and time back. Yeah, That's yeah. the the golden triangle yeah. or the trifecta there. Oh look, you see people in the fitness industry who are afraid to sell or like not afraid yeah, there is a lot where they they feel guilty about selling yeah. stuff. And it doesn't make sense to me. It's just like I I understand why they might feel like that, but if you feel if you ha- are honest and you're saying I feel like this thing has value and it's going to help someone, then what is the issue? Well, you hold like you're so by you not selling that, you're saying you're okay with not helping more people yeah, exactly. get out of the pain or, or, or without you know or changing people's lives or whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going yeah. to be selfish with it. But I think a lot of people are don't actually believe in the product they're selling. They if you uh, deep down they believe this is I'm kind of talking bullshit. Yeah. And that's why they're afraid. So the, the, I've had this conversation where we had a had a coach who was looking for um, personal training off me, and it was like, "Well, that's just that's a bit expensive." Or you know, I was like, "So you don't believe in the product you're selling? Mm. But you're you're able to charge people the same price, but you think my product that's exactly the same as yours is expensive?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you actually don't believe in your product then. Mm-hmm. So what are you actually selling to people if you don't believe that it's yeah." What it's you, worth the value, yeah. Because you want to over-deliver. That's yes. like, and it did LBB and stuff. I, I Before, I felt like it massively over-delivered. Then recently, it was like, mm, not because of the content, but more because of like just the standard of the the videos and stuff like that. It was like, oh, maybe it's... So we we, we, we refilmed it and stuff, but I did Doing have to... Doing the knee rolls with toilet rolls and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I did have to check myself and say, no, actually, like this is... Like I get coaches. Actually, mm. the, the ones that make me more feel warm and fuzzy now is coaches and therapists who are mm. saying I was quitting the industry yes. and now we started using these exercises with clients. And it's like it's resurrected me. It's it's resurrected them. Yeah, because yeah. they're like I don't have to just go and rub people anymore. But it's the, the rising tide floats all boats. So mm. again, it's going to bring everyone. Exactly. It's going to raise the standard of mm-hmm. everything up along. And again, like that that might sound it isn't it isn't arrogant to say like I'm improving the industry, mm-hmm. but it should. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's your legacy of that yeah, as well, yeah. too? You know, of like, what are you actually improving? How are you helping more people? Yeah. And it's not like just helping people who will buy directly off you. Yeah. But now just people who will indirectly or whatever. And it's like, it's the standards raise. Yeah. Because like, the, the gap is huge. And people ask me about that, you know, with the industry being flooded. And I think you might look at it the same with your own, that the gap is so big Mm-hmm. that there's such a low barrier to entry mm-hmm. that there's so many people doing a bad job it actually can it can make us look even better mm-hmm. without us having to elevate it that yeah. way as well too yeah. but now if you can elevate everyone now everyone just stays on their game yeah. and you're there well shit I, I better start studying that bit more now or I better stay sharper yeah. and it stops you from getting dull yeah. because well I have to stay on top of it now yeah. and look at other ways of doing that yeah. you know it's, it's such a key thing Yeah, I think I think the industry is getting better I think the average is improving mm. I think by a long way in the fitness and the kind of yeah. pain well, stuff. The, the lifespan of a of PT is two years. Yeah. That's like from start to finish. Yeah. So that's like a year and a half they're deciding to get out. Yeah. Yeah, but they you were know. never in. But this is the thing, but like that is the lifespan. Because mm-hmm. like it's so easy to get in. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, everyone is qualified as a trader. Mm-hmm. But it's like, again, look at those who have managed to work the way around it. Mm-hmm. And like they've, they're probably trying to bypass all those steps of, well, I'm just going to be an online coach and mm-hmm. I'm just going to take away all that. But they've, Bypass the whole process of actually coaching people. Yeah, I've had I've had thoughts and feelings around leaving recently, hmm. which people would probably be surprised to hear. But not not now. But I'm like, okay, when when where? But you my, should question your position exit? as well too. Yeah. Like, and it's like you know, because like you're looking at it from a business point of view, and you'll just start thinking of it as a businessman. Mm. Like, you can't sell David Gray. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, or I can't sell Larry Doyle coaching because yeah. my name is attached to it. Yeah, you can sell other parts of it maybe, but it's like, well. 
how do you maybe move away from like and I often said to Kate I was like I'd love something that my name wasn't attached to yeah. as a business yeah. that you could just be this uh, you know shadow investor or ghost investor from the background into it or, mm-hmm. or whatever but that it's not you mm-hmm. because there, there comes a certain point where like I'm not losing my anonymi- anonymity or anything like that mm-hmm. and like you'll get recognised now as well too with that mm-hmm. and it's a little bit like how much do I want to keep putting all my life out there mm-hmm. or like being in that space and it's like that is there benefit to that as well too and then like could I actually get away from that or would I be interested in stepping away from that and getting into a different business Yeah, and it is interesting but yeah. what, what brought you what brought you back into it then from no I just questions. I've just been questioning like like how long do you want to do that especially the online stuff because yeah. it does wear you out like and we're, we're getting better like mm. at, at our time management and stuff but it, it does wear you out but yeah. the the workshops and stuff don't they they do they give you energy and they yes. you do need to recover from it but like there's a great quote from um well you hear this a lot but like work like a lion not like a cow so mm. I, lo- I really like your man naval um he's a he's a billionaire investor yes. in Silicon Valley and also kind of a philosopher and that's what he says but I found myself like I was like agreeing with that work like a lion not like a cow like just work mm. really hard in short spurts don't graze all day but I was working like a lion all day yes. <laughs> where it was like okay like we're doing a workshop we make a decent chunk of money depending on where it is yeah. in one weekend and then actually I don't rest on Monday I just keep fucking going Yeah, and that's a stupid thing because yes. you can't, you can do one or the other, but you can't do. Well, this was my my biggest mistake when I started getting into like uh, more like purposeful personal training. Mm-hmm. So I read the four hour work week, mm-hmm. and that destroyed me because I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like go for now like a couple of months, and then I'll just piss off for a while as well yeah. too, and like then I'll come back and like you can't do that. That doesn't work. So I'm trying to get into an industry. Maybe that's like your midpoint of it all, not the starting point. Four hour work day. You have to you have to eat shit at some point to get mm-hmm. it to a yeah, certain yeah, yeah. place. But now it's like, but now we're in a position where we're looking at the exit strategy, and now we're looking at okay, could we take a couple of months off, and mm-hmm. now that do its thing in the background, probably mm-hmm. could. Mm-hmm. But it's still your baby, and you're not going to like just let it go because mm-hmm. it is such a hands-on thing still for us. Mm-hmm. And it will be the same for you that you couldn't just step away. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had. Um, See, I'm the type of person that would step away, right? And just like I wouldn't say I don't think I could do three days a week, two hours a day and be happy that the business is doing 20% as well or 50% yeah. as well as it could, I'd be just like, okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that could that could happen in six months' time where I'm like, I, I had this fucking, conversation. I had this conversation with a client recently and I knew he was a, like a high flyer. He's mm-hmm. a young guy, he's in LA, he's doing all things and we were chatting on a coaching call and uh, he was saying like, how's your week going? How's your week? He was kind of like just randomly saying what's your week look like at the minute and I was like oh, it's pretty embarrassed to say it's like you know a couple of days a week and like I step back and but I was like I've been watching a bit of Hormozy stuff in the last while I said and it's like oh yeah Alex yeah, yeah yeah and I was like yeah yeah Hormozy he was like yeah no no Alex like I, I know him quite well and I was like alright cool he was like yeah, you know we, we speak at the same conferences together and yada yada and I was like okay cool I was like so I was like, I was like what's his drive and I was like it's the game of I was like I was like what's Hormozy's drive and I was like it's the game and I was like so how many more million does he want? And he was like, well, it's not the money, it's the whole game. And I was like, well, I was like, what's your thing? Like, because you're working like a dog as well. Yada, yada. He's like, oh, it's just a game. And I was like, that's ah, not for me, right? Mm-hmm. I got off the call and I looked up Instagram. I was just open Instagram. He was after being put into the Forbes 30 under 30. Your, your guy? Yeah. And I was like, 
I've just literally told this guy how lazy I am. Mm-hmm. And now he's in the Forbes 30 for 30 hustling his ass off. His, his, his business is worth 25, he's turned over 25 million this year alone. And you I'm like, charge more. And I was like, yeah, he's getting <laughs> charged more. But like, I'm still at the same point. I was like, damn. But like, I'm also quite happy and, and at that point where I'm okay with stepping back and not having yeah. to push the envelope off, yeah. chasing. This and do you think he well. was looking down, like not looking down no, on no, you, no. but you, do you think he was, would, if you were to ask him for advice, he'd say work harder? Well, he's like, well, if, if I ask him how do I need to expand my business, he's going to say, well, you're going to have to work harder. Work harder, yeah. That's the, the obvious answer to yeah. it. But he's like, if I'm saying, okay, I want to expand my happiness. Yeah. Well, he's going to say, well, probably take more time yeah. off. Yeah. Or how can you leverage it that way? Yeah. And he's like, his thing is going to be like, what's your thing? Yeah. And what fulfills you? It's yeah. like, because this is the problem with looking at hormosi and all that. It's like, that's his message he's putting across is how mm-hmm. he lives mm-hmm. or how the liver king lives or how any of these guys live. Mm-hmm. And you can get caught in that, but people don't look at what do I actually want from it? Mm-hmm. Do I want more time off? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I want to be able to come down and do stuff like this. Yeah. I want to be able to get into the pool with Ava every Wednesday, going down Saturday mornings, go to the woods on a Sunday to do archery, but not like, sorry, I have to take all these calls or I have to do all these things or I can't do that because work, 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 work. Yeah. I've done too much of that before yeah. and saying no to things I should be saying yes to, mm-hmm. you know, because again, like, for me, that's not the lifestyle I want to live. Yeah. Others want to do that. And they'll, they'll get off on hearing that, like, ching all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of joke about that Spotify or Shopify thing. But, like, it's like, what do you genuinely want from it? And that's like, it should answer. It should be a hell yes or hell no with that as well, too, in mm-hmm. terms of where your business should go. Mm-hmm. Do you want more time back? Do you want more money? Or what's the trade-off you're willing to accept for both of those? Yeah. And, like, for us, we probably traded off more business growth this year where, like, you know, do, do I keep on making sales while Kate's going into labour and like instead of like holding my child do I like have the laptop out and be like pushing it hard? Which you fucking could do. You could. And it and wouldn't, it's say, it. it's say, when you say that it sounds stupid but guess what? People find themselves people and I fucking probably not not to that degree but other things Yeah. where I've been doing emails when you should be should present. Working, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm there. Like, not emails. I'll still do not, it. Not, not emails. Not, you, definitely not. Not, not to DMs. emails. <laughs> or DMs. Maybe a, a post or a comment or something. But it, it's still pushing the business, and it's saying you're still saying yes and no to yeah. things, yeah. and it's like, well, maybe at that time that was the right thing to say yes because yeah. it now pushes on and it gets you more time. Does it get you more time back later down the line as well too, mm-hmm. or is it just kind of in that moment? Is that just like satisfying that thing you that itch you want to scratch? Yeah. Or you know, what, is it yeah. adding to, to down the line stuff? Yeah, well, that know? is an issue too because um, with with the products that we sell, like if I do a post today, I'll sell programs today, but mm. that never ends. And mm. I actually heard Ryan Dice say this. He's um, he's the owner, founder of a company called Digital Marketer. Yes. He was one of the OG like digital marketers, even though he's really young. He just fucking dominated yeah, the whole it. place. Yeah. And he was saying how they were celebrating. So in their company, they were, they were selling... I think it was one-off courses on all parts of digital marketing. Imagine owning the, the domain digital marketer or something like that. So they were selling all like different par- different courses for 150 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it was. And he said at the end of every month, they'd say, okay, we just did, so the, all the team will come in, we just did 5 million in sales yeah. this month. And then he said the it would be a big massive high and then he would wake up the next morning and he'd be like, oh, fuck, this month we need to do five and a half million of sales. Yeah. And that never ended. And he said, um, he said, actually, the the high that he got from it was less and less. Yes. And uh, the how quickly it kicked in, like what we need to do next month was like, okay, we just did five million of sales. 
and then 10 seconds later he's saying next month we need to do a six yeah Yeah. but the 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 effect of that drug just wears off and it dulls all the time yeah um I heard Dan Bilzerian talking about that and I was like you know people ask me about the life it's like well if you're driving a Ferrari and a 10 is beside you all the time it's like well that just becomes normal and they're both fives now (laughs) yeah because like how do you top that yeah so you have to keep doing it because if not the crash on the other side is horrifically Mm -hmm, bad mm -hmm. and I'm like don't ever want to go down that Mm -hmm. route do you know and it's like uh, it does sound funny but like that is if you look at pretty much every celebrity in the world that's what they end up fucking crashing and it's like they're down and out big time then it's like drugs it's whatever yeah, as well yeah. too but it's like yeah. you know it is an interesting one to look at that of how hard do you want to push it and also being aware of the consequences of overreaching as well too Yeah. and again what are you saying yes to what are you saying no to yeah. um, something I'm interested with you is that what, how have you found obviously you're, like, you're saying right it's not about the, the numbers uh, on a non-financial side but like how have you found the growth because like your Instagram has been blown up what do you mean in, like do you watch the numbers and get a kick out of that and it's like no. it's not a, it's not a thing for you unless it's like directly it. correlating to sales I watch it I don't get a kick out of it yeah um, it's not the drug I, for you I, I could, no I, I a lot of stuff with social media now is completely joyless for me yes emotionless yes, yes, and yes, not yes, even yes. joyless emotionless yes. it's just like it's just and like it's a thing you have to do. It's just that I have to do it, yeah. Yes. I would delete my Instagram tomorrow. If I, yeah. yeah. And not because there's not good parts to it. There's great parts to it. I'm not someone who's just like, oh, social media is, yes. is just shit and it's just negative. No, there's loads of positives to it. But the positives don't outweigh the negatives. Yeah. In my, in my yeah, mind. Yeah. There's just, it's just toxic, especially. I, well, I don't know if it's especially this industry, but it is mm. toxic. Like people, and especially especially as you grow people see you as someone who like I, yeah. I'm going to take a shot at this person now yes. and there's also a weird thing where you have to try and separate your like that work that you're doing from the person that you are because yes. someone could take a pop at the, some of the work or the content that I put up there but it's like, you'll take it personally as well yeah and like and they will view it as this is like him like that I really but they just get like. off on that of having a shot at those people yeah. as well too like he'll just go to the next person that doesn't respond yeah. to next to the next, next yeah so when I like the odd time I do a post which is kind of not calling out someone but like saying like this is content just that I just really yeah, yeah, yeah. don't agree with but I never try and make it personal, personal. and actually I, I actually accept and I realise and I understand that if I sat down with that person for coffee it very likely would get on really well oh yeah 100% you know because so. you, you don't know this is the problem with social media as well you don't know the people mm. you know what they're doing or saying or mm-hmm. the product or whatever but it's like mm-hmm. it's easy to judge them that yeah. way it is it is but like I, but they, they you do have a responsibility like back to the Liver King stuff like mm. he has he has a responsibility not to be I admire the stuff that he's done in terms of like and look at his growth and copy different things if you want it but like he, I, w- I will never sacrifice my integrity no. for that but like, he, to the point now of fame where like he would have been like walking into any event it's like oh Liver King mm. now he walks into the next event does he get booed mm. or like stuff thrown at but he's always going to be that guy now mm-hmm. so he's he had this whole fame and anonymity and wealth, but now he's like very much so the opposite now. Mm-hmm. Well, he has all the wealth again, mm-hmm. but he has very much so in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So like, again, how does that yeah. impact so it long term? With regards to the numbers and stuff, even making sales and stuff doesn't give me a, a kick. It's more like, okay, it's just numbers that we have to try and hit. Yeah. But them numbers are like, like three weeks ago, I was thinking in my mind, uh, we wanted to double our revenue for next year Mm. and like that was the goal in my mind and I was like okay I want to do that number 
And then I was like, oh, I just realized over the last week, like, I could. What am I going to have to do to do that? fucking end up hating my life and end up in a pretty bad state if we. You double to, it for to, one to year. That. But what was it like five years later then? Yeah, exactly. It's minimal then. Yeah, exactly. But I, I was thinking, like, okay, if we hit that number, um, then. Like I okay, I could if I did wanted to leave, like we'd be in a much better position yeah. to leave the industry altogether. But when I've had had them thoughts recently around leaving, it actually made my job and my enjoyment and my life worse because then you're actually chasing a number where you're like, okay, when we hit this number, we'd be comfort comfortable to leave. Yeah. And actually, all you're doing, and I don't know if you've I'll looked be happy into when I hit when this, this and I, if you've looked into the financial independence mm. retire early the fire movement. They all fucking hate their jobs, yeah. and they're all because they're all saying, "Okay, when I get to this number, I can retire," yeah. and that's all they're doing. Yeah, and that's bad. Like it just makes whatever. Mostly, there are people who value their time and they want to do things outside of their work, but they end up just hating every minute of their work. But like they, they get to the point of being retired, and now they're beaten up, broken, disgruntled, mm-hmm. angry with everything. Mm-hmm. And you think a, a boat in the Bahamas is going to save that feeling? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's you, you get there now. You're just like warmer but more disgruntled yeah. with it all and it is that thing like this is where I think you should sprinkle in that little bit of looking for more time back yeah. to, to gain a lot of happiness yeah. but like there, there's a thing with that and like there's a lot of guilt comes with that um, when Kate came back from working in she was in AIG and working in financial lines and underwriting with all that and then uh, with that uh, financial lending company then she came back working with me full time mm-hmm. and like she didn't realise kind of the amount of time you get back because we get very alienated from like what's the normal world Yeah, we went out for a hike it was like one Wednesday Thursday morning mm-hmm. it was like half eleven we were walking down to Loch Dan most beautiful place in the world mm-hmm. Kate just started breaking down crying mm-hmm. she felt completely guilty that she got to do this and all mm-hmm. her friends were stuck at the desk in the, the skirt and the heels and just hating life yeah. and she was like do we deserve this Yeah, and I was like but then a couple of months later she started breaking down crying again and she was like, I just read that email from that guy who literally said we've changed his life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now she got it. We do deserve this. We do deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should take more time off yeah. as well too. But it, there is that and you have to get that kind of happiness from yeah. that as well too. Because if not, like what are you working for ultimately yeah. with it? Yeah. I that had that conversation so with Kira this morning where I wanted her to come up to this studio to make sure we were set up right. Yeah. And she was like, okay, afterwards, but well, she didn't want to and then she said, like, we have all these emails and stuff to do. I was like, we own the fucking business. And I've yeah, given yeah, yeah. her that attitude. And I feel, I actually, today I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm after infecting her with this attitude. Because she didn't have that before. <laughs> but she was like, we have all these emails. We have all this stuff to do. I was like, we own the business. You can take a few hours and do whatever the fuck you want. What, like, what, what's the worst case scenario? If you, if you don't get back to that email in four hours time. Exactly. Like, what, what, like, okay, don't leave it till three weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, unless it's, like, absolutely category A, the yeah. world is going to blow up, which we're never going to get those emails. Mm-hmm. We're, n- we're not on the front line that mm-hmm. much with it all. That, like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, no, and this is right. what, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. But, like, there is a certain point. We'll be pushing out that a little bit more. But then there's also, okay, we're literally putting down tools today. Mm-hmm. And, like, this Christmas particularly, I'm chilling out a lot. Yeah. Because right, it's my first Christmas with Ava there. She's eight months old. I'm not going to get another one of those. Yeah. Do you know? And it, it's all that as well too. So now kind of I take stock of this a lot more. Yeah. I'm looking at my folks. They're in their, their late, their mid-70s now. And I'm like, how many more Christmases do I have with yeah. them? I could be there sending more emails, pushing more products, mm-hmm. getting January lined up to be a crusher of a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, five years later, Ava's gone to school. It's all quiet. 
maybe mom and dad they're there maybe they're not I'm like I wish I spent more time mm-hmm. on emails yeah 100% you yeah. know and it's, it's a heavy one to look at and people yeah. don't look at that yeah, and yeah. they only look at like again the short term plan with it all yeah. but like what is the yeah. the outcome that's going oh, on what's yeah. the cost 100% before coming up to Black Friday I had like my mini Liver King moment thing where <laughs> this uh, not not in a but you've you know got way, your, your bull horns on no 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 not that not that <laughs> uh, no no let me tell my story chewing uh, a testicle not that <laughs> <laughs> my testicle <laughs> uh, that's one way to get cancelled quickly um, no but you know right like he called his shot he was saying this is what he wanted yeah. so coming up about 30, 30 days before Black Friday I said I'm going to do it maybe 35 days I'm going to post every day yes. for 30 days which I've never done before and we got 30k followers in no it was actually more I, I would say we got 30k followers in 6 weeks wow. so I wanted to to get to that so that we could run a sale for all of these new people mm. and we doubled our revenue in November um based on last year's one yes. and yeah easily and based on other months and that my my goal was get to that do that and then we can chill in december but guess what happened when i was like when i what got to december what if we double december <laughs> <laughs> not even what if we double december it was like okay actually what we doubled there in november i could just like work hard in in December and Are we going to lose it, and November was myself. doubled. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's uh like that's what infects me. Like that ended up happening. Yeah, and it's not a I don't like if people saw my lifestyle. It's not like a it's bad not, trade though, right? Because I'll say this: this is why you are where you are. Yeah, and it's it's you know, how you're going to be able to retire. And it's like that whole kind of people are stuck in this mediocrity of oh well if I push that's going to be bad but like then they're just stuck doing mundane yeah, shit yeah, all the yeah, time yeah. and they don't get that yeah. they're just very much so in the middle yeah. and like again this is where you could take that blueprint and I talk this about to people all the time it's like I'm really successful in my business but my health and fitness is shit mm-hmm. it's like well let's draw parallels from that then with your health and fit or your business and how we can incorporate that into something else mm-hmm. so you've shown the ability to be able to push really hard in one aspect yeah. how can we take that blueprint to push it over here yeah. and now it's like well actually you can get more quality of life over here yeah. and maybe balance this a bit more mm-hmm. but there still has to be the each hit phase mm-hmm. as well too yeah that's what I looked at Bill Gates recently I was like I not looked at what I was thinking about and I was like how can he be so I can under no not how can he I can understand how he can be so good at one thing mm. and then like but the fucking state of him and bear in mind now I'm not in good shape at the moment but I was just like he has a mindset obviously where he can push so hard in one direction yeah. and then just completely ignore his health like he looks, have you seen Bezos yeah. He's jacked. He's jacked, yeah. So he's on the gear Monstrous. big time. But like, I think he's probably right to be on the With gear. With a 10 on his arm as well too. And yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, the, the previous, yeah. there was, uh, it was on Rogan as well where he was like, listening, this little pencil neck dweeb and he was like 100% was single now yeah. he's got all the things. But he, didn't he leave Amazon? He stepped down as CEO. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, he maybe did. he did. Right. He did. So he's still like on the board obviously and all that but like he's sure, not he hasn't day cut to his day. salary too much. Like. No, 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 but day to day wise yeah. he's, he's not. So he... I feel it feels like you know I don't I haven't followed him too closely, but it feels like he had to like cut ties with that and then just went, okay, I'm going to be a fucking machine yeah. now. <laughs> but it's, it's the same as like I need. I think they are troubled in some way, shape, or form that there's something tormenting them that they have to push that hard. Yeah, because like why? Yeah, you know, and, and you look at, um, oh, what's that? Uh, super old investor guy, Buffett. Yes, he, like I was looking at him and he's like, he's there, right? He's got hundreds of billions or whatever it is in the bank he's like that's all going to that's all secure but he like he doesn't need a wage or salary mm-hmm. like he would live really happily and but if you've ever seen the way he has his breakfast 
So he's his wife leaves out is it one fifty or two seventy or whatever each morning. Yeah, and he goes, goes to, McDonald's. to McDonald's. But based off how the stocks went, he'll get the higher end or lower end breakfast <laughs> each morning. It's like no, I'm poor today, so mm-hmm. I'm going like to the bottom end. Mm-hmm. But like that's a very different approach. Like he's obviously, but he's they all are tormented to some degree yeah, yeah. because like like why not take time like yeah. when like they obviously get to enjoy the money a lot but like do you think Elon Musk like takes a minute off I think Elon Musk has must have the worst life Sleeps he has so much fame and, yeah. that like he can't go anywhere without security his staff you know. hates him or most of his staff hate him yeah. he is tormented with his own mind I'm sure yeah He's fucked. But he's on to, like, after walking in with the sink in his hand into Twitter and he's like, I'm literally going to throw the sink at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was his 10 seconds of fun that he had with his 40 yeah, yeah, billion. Yeah. Now what does he do? Yeah. He has to do something else to yeah. get that same kick. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, look, people say to me, like, all the time, or not all the time, but people say, like, oh, you're a good businessman. They say to me, or, you're, oh, you're intelligent, you're good at your job, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or not good at your job, you're intelligent. And I'm like, there's a fucking level to this game, like where it's someone like Musk, like his brain is, his oven yes. runs way fucking hotter than mine. Obvi- obviously, yes. by the way. But like, that's not a good thing. Would you ever wish that upon <laughs> no, yourself? No, no, I would never. I would not trade his life. I also, I could not think of a worse thing than fame. <laughs> when we were in Australia, when we were in Sydney, best thing of my life was walking down along Bondi Beach and all around Bondi and I knew no one, no, yes. no one knew me. That yeah. was fucking amazing. Yeah. And like, I wasn't even, I didn't even have to think about what people thought of me or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Because it, 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 it's like, I don't get it. I'm not famous by any means, but people know us, right? Mm-hmm. And we were walking down the street in Belfast after a show one day and there was this girl walked by and she just kind of, my seven Kate were walking along. She, like, she kind of just looked and I was like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. She came back like 10 seconds later, tapped me on the shoulder and said, are you Larry? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Why? And, and Kate was like, yeah, why? <laughs> I was like, what, what do you have to do with this girl? She's like, can I get a picture with you? Follow your stuff. Yeah. And I was like, so Kate had to like step back and take a picture of me and this girl. She was really angry about that for starters. But I was like, that was weird. Yeah, it's weird. And I was like, I don't want this. It, it feels good. Yeah. If that feels cool. Like I love, like that's happened four times, let's say. Yeah. And it feels great. But I'm like, imagine that was happening all, all day. Time. Oh my God. There was a, a viral video went out recently. There was this, um, she's a fitness trainer from Cork and she was stalking Brad Pitt. She <laughs> she recorded all this on her stories and she was like showing essentially what it was like to be Brad Pitt. But now she was a crazy stalker as well too, mm-hmm. right? But he had 10 handlers around him mm-hmm. and there was this queue of people and all the handlers knew and there was uh, is it Radio Man he's the guy who's always around on the sets this old homeless guy who's in New York so he's always on the set so if you see Radio Man you know there's a movie set uh-huh. so all the people follow Radio Man yeah. and the the level of crazy that Brad Pitt was encountering just in this like black dark November evening mm-hmm. was obscene mm. it was like how does he go like where could he go can't go anywhere to enjoy. He could not go to the shop. Does he have to go to the Maldives and have his own island? Yeah, with like him and one person on it. Yeah, and some waiter that might not know him. Yeah, but still, he's like, "Well, this is great." Yeah, not like fucking terrible. Michael Jackson done that back in the day, where he hired a supermarket, and he hired actors to go into the supermarket, and he walked around and shopped anonymously, mm-hmm. but he had to pay for it. <laughs> He yeah. paid 100 people to go in and just yeah. mill around and ignore him. Yeah. So he could go in and experience that. Yeah, Imagine it's not, that. It's not like Michael Jackson is unrecognisable or was. 
He just went in with like a hat and a hood up and just like shot <laughs> and in, everyone, like, everyone's put, put like a block of cheese in his, <laughs> his basket. Everyone to not pretend he didn't know. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, look, you have a when you have any kind of a following at all, like any kind of a following, mm. you have a responsibility to yeah. do the right thing. With, so I realized with our workshops that this year that people were not just coming for the information, but they were coming for me. People which buy was, from people. Yeah. And you know. which was it, which I understand. I think on the psychology side of it, like I'm, I'm good. I've always had a weird thing where I always felt like I could read people well, yeah. even when I was like really young. Yeah, I yeah. always felt like, like this guy. I know straight away, like it's this coach's eye. Like, this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe is, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, I think that that's helped me. And I, I realized, but I didn't. I knew that, like on Instagram or whatever, when you're putting up content, like that's obvious. If someone doesn't just like it, they're yes. not gonna whatever. But then at the workshops, I think it was at one of the workshops, like people were just taking pictures with me at the end, mm. and they were like they were coming for that reason. Yes. Or they were t- some of them were part of the reason was that. So that kind of clicked with my. With but me it's well. night. Like this is something we've done. Like got back into doing a few workshops and stuff, and it's so nice having that interaction with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. As opposed to, but again, I wouldn't go back to doing it all the time. It's mm-hmm. just a nice little trickle to put in. Mm-hmm. But they're people who are genuinely going to connect with you then. But then you can make a far more meaningful connection with them. Yeah, and have something that's more long term. Yeah. You know, because it is, it's very difficult because like, and I don't know if you found that from going in person to purely online, the the coaching style will change. Mm-hmm. Because you've missed the kinesthetic touch now mm-hmm. of being able to drop your ribs or drop your hips mm-hmm. or engage this, touch this. This is where you're going to feel it. So you have to change how you would traditionally do it. Mm-hmm. Did you find that was a weird adjustment? Because I, I found it strange because now you have to talk to people differently how mm-hmm. you would normally have done it. I didn't find it. I don't know. Because I was a fucking zombie at the time. I was just <laughs> like doing 14 hours of Zoom calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I found it so, I found it really easy to do the online stuff. Yes. And I also found it really easy to do the in-person stuff. Yes. It, like... If you're, if you're good, you're going to be fluid and you can adapt yeah, and adjust and to it. Yeah, fucking... The amount of things I'm after saying today sounds sounds arrogant, but it's just, it's just me just it's trying to is. be honest. But, like, when I, when I first started working with people in person, the... The... People would leave after the first session and send me five of their friends, and I hadn't even helped them yet. I was just like, it was their first session. And they were like, oh, you just you just chatted to me for a few minutes, and they just sent me a load. So I like my books felt like that yes. so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never, I obviously felt uncomfortable at times, and I felt like like fuck, can I help this person and stuff like that? But I don't know. I just found it not that hard to connect with people. Like, but and actually, if you met me at a party and stuff like that, like if it was a hundred people in the room, I would be happier standing up in front of a hundred people doing a talk yes. than sitting down with six people at a t- or twenty people at a table that I didn't know. Yes. But then, I'm the same. But then I could go out to a room like my friend's wedding the other day. Actually, I I knew the videographer, and when he was getting his dinner out in the out in the, so we were all getting our dinner and stuff. And there was a videographer and a photographer, and I knew both of them. And I just went out and like ate, kind of ate my dinner out with yes. them in a separate room. Yes, yes, yes. yes and yes. it just it was just a laugh, like to sit yeah. down with a few people rather yes, than yes, yes, yes. Load, I, I'm so. I'm very much like that as well too. And you'll you'll kind of change. I've probably got a little bit more introverted mm. now that I'm going purely online. Mm-hmm. That like I would have had an interaction with hundreds of people on mm-hmm. the gym floor all the time and like you're really like easy able to but the same you can break down those barriers and talk to them but like that's from years of like figuring people out mm-hmm. 
So again, like just watching people's body language and how to be able to like, okay, I need to talk this way to that person yeah. and it can change in a nanosecond. That's coaches. Well that's coaches, yeah. 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 And it's a huge difference but that's the difference in you getting that person to sign up five of their mates. Yeah. Because he got me. Yeah. And I've, I've been asked that before. I was like, where'd you get your degree in psychology? I was like, nowhere. Yeah. Talking to people. Yeah. And like listening to people as well yeah. too is the big ones. Like actually just letting them have that. But now, imagine that like people have put that much trust in you to be like, I'm going to tell all my friends about you. Mm-hmm. Because like they won't kind of, people are very reserved to say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm trying to change my body or I'm trying to change my health in some mm-hmm. way, shape or for whatever reason. Maybe it's an Irish thing, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like to them to get to that point where like he's the guy, mm-hmm. go to him. And that's where you'll you'll build mm-hmm. it ultimately as well yeah. too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why hopefully it doesn't come across arrogant because it's actually any good coach is getting that kind of yeah. feedback or therapist. Like that's the, the key to coaching and how to improve. It's not like reading the next book on biomechanics. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Read the next book on people. And that's mm-hmm. what I, I got really interested in learning about people. And this is why I would have watched, again, back to any social media that's grown, I've kind of watched it and like curious about what people respond to. Yeah. It's like, it's not the message that's been put out. It's like how people respond to it. Yeah. And when you can figure that out, yeah. then that's the key to successful business. Yeah. Because you know what they want as opposed to what you want to deliver across to them. Yeah. Because you're going to have your own interpretation of it. But if it's not delivered, like if you're not serving the people and how they want to absorb it, yeah. it's lost. Yeah. That's why subscription revenue, back to that, is cool because people won't keep paying you if, they're, if they don't feel like... No, I'm out. Yeah, because there's gone. no shortage of it. Yeah, and they can cancel it like, so easy. Yeah. So when you're asking about the numbers on social media and all that stuff, the thing that when I actually sit back and think about it, the subscription revenue that we have on our education mm-hmm. site, not the subscription revenue, sorry, when I think about it, right, we have 824 people on our subscription site right now. Mm. And I was with Robbie Burke uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was like, do you actually have 800 people? I was like, are you just bullshitting? But I was like, I fucking, we have 824 people. And when I sit back and think about that, that's 824 people that are saying every single month, I'm going to pay you it's for a vote of confidence month. to you. Yeah. And it's like, I'm confident in him that he's going to deliver something that's yeah. worth my while. That's a lot of people. It is. It's like, if you, you go- were to put them in a room, but yeah. like, that's the thing with online, you don't, you don't like, you like, like when it was 200, I was like, that's a laugh, yeah, 300. Yeah. But I didn't feel it going up in that yes. way until I sit back and say, that is a fucking lot of people. But do you really, like, if you were to think about it, would you stand in the middle of Crow Park and if it was full mm. of people? Mm. That's like your following, essentially. Like that, that's bananas. Yeah, my, that's, that it, that's how dad measures it. He's like... Or the burnabout or whatever. Like, yeah, dad measures shit. it in stadiums. He's yeah. like, yeah, that's fucking all of... Crow Park or whatever yeah. but then I'm like no like Instagram is showing it to 10% yeah, of yeah, them yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's like no no it's Crow Park <laughs> but that's, that's the thing and it's, it's bananas and it's like you you could grow to millions of people it's like well I need to curate everything I say be really carefully yeah, here because yeah. make a break with yeah. anything as well then too yeah. it's, it's really like it's a fascinating thing to look at but it again comes back to human behaviour and how people respond and how people act and interact and how you're putting stuff out it's a game of chess yeah. all the time yeah yeah yeah. And it would absolutely melt your head if you looked at it too deeply. Yeah, 100%. And this yeah. is where I think both of us are pretty relaxed. Yeah. Also about it. Yeah, yeah. Me very much so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed. Because really. I, I had someone ask me the other day, they were like, you come across as a guy who really like carefully curates his content and mm. like, you've got a calendar months and a half. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's something when I'm on the Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, yeah, got it. Exactly. I'll post that now. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's the thing then. Yeah. But it's, it, they think it's like very detailed or they'll overthink yeah. the whole process too much. Yeah. It's like, no, no. 
No. Probably a bit more simple than you think. We had our staff night out the other night. We just had in Dublin Chris and Alice and Chris's uh, partner, Isabel. And she's uh, she's a uh, she's Spanish, but she's also sorry, she's in. I think she's an English teacher. So she she lives in Bray, I think it is, or she works there. And uh, like her English is absolutely perfect, much better than mine. But I think she's a translator or something. So there's something with words or something like that as well. So she's very like... Articulate. Uh, yes, very much so. And I do think she translates or something. So like her grammar and mm. punctuation and all that is perfect. And we were talking about... Or she... I think she had a couple of drinks in her and she was like saying... <laughs> Educating you. <laughs> basically like, your writing is not so good. And I was like... I know, I, I know, Kira kind of edits the newsletter and all mm. that stuff. Uh, I think I write well, but my grammar and stuff, like yes. I write well, I write okay. Like I tell stories okay, yes. but then it's it's written poorly. And um, Kira just puts in all the punctuation and stuff. But she's like, your punctuation on Instagram and stuff is terrible. I'm like, I'm on the toilet, like, and I just write something. And I definitely, I'm trying to not go the way, the other, yes. that route. I'm trying to stay, like, but where I can just write it, it and your, put it up. But people will know your voice and they'll read it in your, <laughs> they'll read it in your voice. Yeah. yeah as yeah, opposed yeah. to reading it perfectly. Yeah. Like, there's an app called uh, Hemingway, or a website called Hemingway. And you can put in all your text mm. and it will, it'll grammar the bejesus out of it. Mm. And I'm like, I it, it told me, I put in a piece the other day, it was an article that I wrote for The Independent. And I was like, it told me I wrote at a third grade level. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know what the grades are in the States, but that's pretty bad. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. <laughs> that number is too low. <laughs> and I was like, is that how people are going to read or should I change it? Or is now is it not me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I, I brought it up to like seventh grade. And I think that's like six-year-olds or eight-year-olds mm-hmm. or something. I was like, crap. But... That's me as mm-hmm. well. I'm not really going to change because now it's not my message if it's curated yeah. perfectly as well too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think you're the man, Larry. That's why I think you're... I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I do, I do. I think you're... I appreciate that. I think you're... Say, say, it's actually similar. I have so much respect for you and people like Luke and people like that mm. who are just in the game for a while, haven't sacrificed, don't seem to have, don't, don't seem to have sacrificed their morals, still seem to be getting some enjoyment from it because that's what I've struggled with recently is like is that is that side of things and uh, well there, there's a thing like where I guess myself and Luke to go back to the to comparison with that we've had a kind of slow and gradual yeah where I've seen particularly with the Avent in the last couple of years people have this huge like poof, yeah and like where your, your, your stuff literally exploded like yeah. you know and you're kind of thrust into this yeah uh, for even though you've done all the work in the background, you've been around for years doing mm-hmm. it. It's like it just accelerated so hard your mm-hmm. G four stuck to the back of the seat with it, you know. Yeah. And that can be hard to adjust. Is this where maybe for us it's like it's been that tortoise approach, and it's just like that slow, steady, just accumulating, accumulating, mm-hmm. accumulating all the time. Um, but again, like it, it's when you go back to like numbers and stuff, like and people get really focused on that. And it's like, oh, you've eighteen thousand or ninety thousand or whatever. It's like. We were both booked out when we were nobodies yeah, yeah. as well too. And yeah. I don't say we're not we're not somebodies now. Yeah. But we both had like I don't that waiting list was when I had two thousand people yeah, yeah. on a follow up. Oh, you can make a lot of money, do really well with no 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 social That's media. 2, or, people. You need yeah. thirty people paying yeah. you three hundred quid a yeah. month to be close to six figures. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's like yeah. that, it doesn't take a lot. No, that's what people should strive for before thinking about any other mm. programs or but figure people out right? people yeah. haven't figured people out and that's like I think where 
we are winning in that because we've figured people out and understanding people and then it's putting the time as opposed to this is exactly what you do and mm-hmm. okay Mary I know you're 45 and three kids but we're going to talk about moment arms today it's like fuck it I'm out. Like, <laughs> stop it's like she just wants to feel a little bit better and like yeah. you know get out and exercise a little bit so yeah. it's knowing your people knowing your audience and yeah. I think that's what has separated us and allowed us to um, prosper that little bit more yeah. and it's again just not going down the the hyper focus route of here's my ass and tits and abs and mm-hmm. like here just do this and you'll mm-hmm. just don't want to sell out yeah that's that's where I'm going to stay to and that's like it's worked so that's like, it yeah it's yeah. a hard line on that yeah mm. yeah no I think I needed that conversation today it's helpful for me it's good and, yeah uh, it's, but it, these conversations are needed as well I think a lot of people will resonate with them as well yeah. too to kind of centre themselves and refocus yeah. that um to know because like it is easy to see the outside of it all or the, the exterior on social media yeah. like these guys are doing great I have to do all these things but it's yeah. like knowing that we all have our struggles as well too yeah. and that we have our doubts or kind of conflicts around that yeah. but then also that's sticking to the path of what you think is right yeah. and you will get to the outcome that you want yeah yeah I know look the, the, we've I always viewed our isolation where we were like in the country mm. and the way I worked as a massive positive because I wasn't being influenced by therapists yes. in a clinic. So like sometimes I talk to therapists and they're in a clinic and they have 20 other clinic staff in America, for example, mm. and all their peers and they're looking at them and they're thinking, what is that person doing? What's that like? And they're all doing the same shit thing. Yes. And the person who knows it's shit can't do something else because everyone else thinks what they're doing is shit then. So totally. like, our isolation was always... A huge plus to me because mm. I was just seeing people and I was like this is it's fucking clear to me what I can see yes. and no one else is telling me I'm wrong yes. so and it turns out that I've been not super wrong about a lot of things like so definitely wrong about some things and um, that's not to say I haven't learned from a lot of people along the way of course but every time I learned stuff I like brought it back and I was in isolation I wasn't on a gym floor with but other this people. is where your ego has not been affected by what you're doing it's like no no that that was their problem mm. It's, it's your problem. It's the mm. whole like I'm pointing one finger to three fingers yeah. pointing back. So you're you're smart enough to understand and know that well that needs to change. Yeah. If not, um, that was Dwayne Chambers' dessert. phrase. I, I I'll point one finger, three back. Yeah, because that was the first time I heard it's of it. Something him. I've used loads, yeah, and it's I really like, like that. Yeah, maybe so. he robbed it from me. Maybe cease and desist. Yeah, yeah. Him. No, just when you but said it there, I've never heard no one. He's the only person I've heard. But it's, so, yeah. it's so true, and this is like again, we're, we're quick to point to blame. It's like maybe like because that's I, I'll always say that to people. It's like I have to take ownership as the coach here that I need to get you to a certain point. Yeah, that's not your problem. It's probably mine. Yeah, or if that you don't understand the points I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's not your problem. I haven't explained it well enough. Yeah. And that's like, again, the growth part of it where, no, no, they're wrong. They're yeah. idiots. They can't follow it. Yeah. Can't yeah. do a simple thing right. Yeah. So our our isolation has been good, but then I realise actually there's bad. Like I end up in my vacuum, mm. in my head, like I'm not. And then when I talk to, like I talked to Robbie Burke and we were just talking about the industry, like the negative sides of it and how there's coaches like, at the top of their game or at the top of the field they're like in the S&C field particularly they're 60 years of age yes. and they're bickering on Twitter with each other and I'm like how like does that mean if you keep climbing that mountain and you get to anyone? the top am I going to be like them because what the fuck are they doing Yeah, they've all laid a claim all the money they've worked with all the best athletes and they're on Twitter 
round with is each other. Is that what retirement looks like? Is, well, yeah. No, they're not retired. They're still working. They yeah. can't retire. They feel like they can't retire and they feel like they obviously want to row so that they're in the limelight with each other. I'm like, if, I'm not keeping climbing that mountain if that's what the top yeah. looks like. Well, like it's that's the thing. It's like, what's the, that saying? It's like how to build the biggest building in town. It's like to build your own or to like try break everyone else's down. Mm-hmm. And it's like that they, they feel they have to stay on top of like being the King Kong just smashing everyone else oh. down that you're all wrong and you're an idiot. Oh, because they're, are they really serving their clients or their athletes to the best of their ability if they're so distracted by Twitter? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. 100% not. Bitching about fucking Mike Boyle and Vern Gambetta bitching at each other on Twitter about like the two of them are at the top of the industry. Yeah. And respected, but you lose respect very quickly as well. I lost so not a, not for them as a coach, but like as, as a, people, as people. Like, are you really giving your athletes advice if you can't even step back and say, "Should I not write this tweet?" To someone but that's tainted your view on them as well too. Of their coaching ability, it will influence your impact. On yeah, their yeah, yeah. Because as a as a person, yeah. so like it's such a weird. Why would you get involved with that mm. at sixty whatever years of age? Yeah. I'm not going there. No, I'm, fuck I'm, that. Yeah, if 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 it gets to that point where I'm doing that, I'm, I know yeah. that's time to call it a day. Yeah. I'm out, and I'll be happily done at that point as well too. Yeah. So I was like, Robbie, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't just keep going. And Robbie's advice was like the obviously obvious advice, which is a very good advice. Was just like, you don't have to be like that. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, maybe I don't have to leave the industry. Maybe I just don't have to be like that. Spend less time looking at the boys on Twitter. Yeah. So that was like yeah, good. Yeah. Really, like yeah, when you think about it, like the obvious advice, but like. Very good advice. So we're going to keep you around for another while? We'll see. <laughs> it's good. We'll see. It's oh, but I'm like, okay, we're just going to sit back and watch the money roll in. And then if someone writes back immediately, that link is not working or your website is broken. I'm like, Kira, fucking fix the website. So you're, you can have every minute that goes by, you know. That, I, I done that the other day. I got an email, came out for Black Friday. I was like, I would love to buy that product. I yeah. clicked the link and the link was broken. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's cost you, buddy. And guess, and you didn't, I bet you didn't write to them and tell them. So like, if five people write to me and say that's, that link isn't working, that means 500 people yep. are saying, that's fuck not this, yep. I'm not. Like, Which I'm is not crap. That's crap, yeah. Anyway, um, Larry, where would you like people to go to find you, if you would? Uh, Larry Doyle Coaching on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Larry Doyle. It's funny, I never, I can never remember my own handle because I don't ever put it up on things because it's always just there. But Larry Doyle you Coaching. You should remember that handle. Yeah, it, sh- it should be pretty easy. <laughs> uh, the next time I'm going to make a shorter handle. Well, I, so I thought about, oh, fuck, I was actually thinking there earlier because I was like, oh, David Gray Rehab and it's Larry Doyle Fitness. But it's yeah. not. No, Larry Doyle Coach. Oh. Yeah, it was a coach. It comes up different in the DMs. You can put up that little different mm-hmm. uh, name or whatever. But it's Larry Doyle Coaching. Um, pretty responsive there to DMs. And I will send you voice notes back. And I will answer on like David, unless I get 90,000 followers. But would like, you answer if someone sent you a voice message back? Usually, yeah. Oh. But I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I won't to listen to Kira's voice message. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm... I will listen to it at a time when it's conducive to do it. But I will just say, send me an email because you can end up getting lost in a trail of 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. DMs in as well too. Yeah. And if it is important to anyone, send me an email and I'll get you there. Yeah. The DM has been my biggest, it's destroyed my relationships with people because they think, there are people that I know and they send me a DM oh, sure. and they think I'm not writing back to them. Yeah. And that is, fuck, that is, that is wrong. It is bad. And it like, it could have been a conversation and they asked me something really important and then I don't write back. Yeah, yeah. But this is, uh, to, to, we'll wrap up the conversation because we'll keep it on. I'm putting on my woolly hat because yeah. my ears are cold. But if we can look at DMs as actual business as opposed to like a DM, and like it's, it's not a thing that we 
should get back to this thing we have to get back to this all mm-hmm. too but again there's a certain point to that mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't let your inbox go cold and emails too but mm-hmm. anyway that's another day's conversation get me on Larry Doyle coaching 